Welcome to the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. Whether they make you want to cry or sing from passcode to the township of King, mm. we're it's all been done. The podcast. He's a public embarrassment. It's my co-host Evan. You'd think he was the auto boy the way he's driving songs. His iPhone's plugged in, cruising at 100, hitting roadkill four weeks, 30 dozen. Don't say he told you, rolled in on the shoulder. Cop pulled him over saying, kid, are you sober? It's my co-host, Saker. What in the fuck are you talking are about? We, this is Bull in a China Shop, right? Aren't we doing... Uh-oh. <laughs> Which other band has a song Are we doing Christian, <laughs> Canadian Christian rap rock band, <laughs> Manifests... 2014 the moment um, uh, but when a china shot from their 24 his 2014 album switchfoot no oh, wait what? manifest manifest oh shit i found it okay yes that is what we are doing this week our song this week is called <laughs> bull in a china shot by manifest if you've never heard it before here's a quick sample Okay, Ev, so the part where he said, um, turn this up till the speakers pop and it hits you in the chest like a thousand watts, that lyric spoke to me in a way that few lyrics do nowadays with modern music. Yeah, you want to be attacked <laughs> by your songs. <laughs> you want to be like, you want them, you want to know when you're listening to something that it is doing permanent damage to you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Did you listen to this song, this uh, this manifest song? Well, obviously, <laughs> I memorized the whole thing. Did it do damage to you? Was it pleasant? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was very pleasant uh, <laughs> to be. You know, sometimes you just feel like you just kind of want to like. Hey. lose something you can never get back Ev, you are inscrutable this episode we are t- for like two minutes into this episode and i already have no idea what to- if you actually listen to this song what is happening keep it in my back pocket my back pocket but i think you know he's he's a canadian christian the thing is like i didn't know he was a christian rapper until I, they told me he who was is this manifest i don't, I don't know who uh, is he a person that you actually know about yeah Okay. My favorite, my favorite Christian. You're rap. inscrutable today. <laughs> I cannot read you. Uh, yeah, it looks like there's a lot of Grace Potter, Sarah Gen, Switchfoot, a lot of Bull in a China Shop songs. Yeah. Um, surprising, I would say, because uh, I don't know. I mean, I know it's a it's a common phrase, but you'd think that it's too specific for a bunch of people to have songs named after, right? No. Well, guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah. that handles that. I think that I think that if you if you could pick a phrase, just, uh-huh. a, just a commonly used phrase, what and and to name a song, what would it be? Let's see, a commonly used phrase. I guess mine would be um, "Good job if you can get it." <laughs> That's a pretty good one, right? Yeah, yeah. What would the song be about? Uh, about um, I don't know, picking up litter on the side of the no. <laughs> it's a good job you it's can get it. A good job if you can get it. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, maybe it's sort of an ironic song about Not how teaching. you get three square meals in prison and, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good, damn, I just wrote a better song than very good ladies I've ever written. Jesus Christ. Uh, what would be the common phrase that you would name um, your song after? I'd be like, uh, bird in the hand. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that a common phrase? Burn the hand's worth two in the bush. That's what I always say. A bird in the hand. Yeah, that you said burn the hand. Burn the hand that feeds you. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, bite the hand. That'd be a good one. Is it? That's got to be a slip A Nine Inch Nails song already? Probably. You're going to get what you deserve. Never, nope. Yeah, right, not, familiar, not familiar with Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> oh, really? Never heard of them. You weren't a Nine Inch Nails boy when you were younger? I don't know what that even means. It, 
inscrutable. I did not. I did not see them live in concert with David Bowie. I did not see them with Marilyn. They Manson. toured with David yeah, Bowie. Yeah, Glass Spider Tour, motherfucker. I thought you didn't know who they were. Oh, you fucking tri- tricked me again. <laughs> God, I can't hold anything back from you. Saker just we- worms it out of me. What can I say? They call me oxytocin because I'm the truth drug. What's the truth drug that people feed? This, we should re- re-record the beginning. We of are brought episode. to you by the... The Oxycontin Foundation. Foundation. Well, no, it's a uh, Sackler family. The Sackler? Are they drug overlords? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, yeah. interesting. Interesting. Who are they? Do you know? Oh, the Sackler family. Yeah, they're the family who invented, like, who invented and pushed uh, oxycotton and other like opia opiates that are. I, I wouldn't say they're single-handedly responsible for the, our nation's current epidemic, but they had a big held hand in it. One opium in the bush worth two in the veins. That's what I always say. That's what I always um, say. They, uh, they. They pushed it, meaning like pushed, like you don't really need to use it, but like they. They pushed um, the. Have you heard like pain is the fifth vital sign? No. Oh well, that's basically. Uh, it was a big thing in the. That's 90s. what I'd name my song though. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> but actually, uh, yeah, they pushed that in such a way that doctors, you know, they rate your pain and then they would overprescribe opiates for mm-hmm. the pain because pain isn't a vital sign. Like a vital sign is something you can measure. Right. Whereas pain, it, you can. It's subjective rather than objective. Like sure. your heartbeat is your heartbeat compared okay. to like you know that sort of stuff. So anyway, um, also they uh, lobbied strongly in favor of it in the courts and in our lawmakers and among medical professionals. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's uh, they said that oxycotton wasn't addictive. Wow, shitty. Mm, they okay. do a lot of shitty stuff. Yeah, there's a bunch of podcasts about them. Interesting. Can you uh, recommend Behind the one? Bastards. Great. Done. Done Did a, did a Sackler fa- family one. We were discussing podcasts last night, and we have very different podcasts that yeah. we listen to. I yes. listen to 100% comedy podcasts. I very seldom find podcasts that make that amuse me. But you kept saying to me, Behind the Bastards is a comedy podcast. You kept saying, this makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Makes Which me laugh uncontrollably. I thought was I can't stop laughing from the moment up? that it starts to the moment that it ends. Sure, yeah, it's just like Joaquin Phoenix in the famous no, I movie. Like, I don't know. Like I tune into like stupid the famous movie. <laughs> nope, that was it. Joker movie. <laughs> no, what's well, the other one he was in? Uh, I'm not here. <laughs> he just laughed and laughed in that movie. Go ahead. <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh yeah, I like tune into like the History Channel. Mm. Is my podcasting thing. Yeah, I, I like to be. I like pop science and like pop history and things like that. Okay. I like to be entertained and educated. You like edutainment. Pretty much. Yeah. You were always a big VTech boy when you were a kid. You know me. <laughs> I liked uh, Socrates, the little talking robot. You could oh. type. You could type. Uh... Whoa. You gave me a sense memory. That yeah. <laughs> that he can amazing. teach you math, spelling and art. Yeah. Word games too. He's really smart. <laughs> Socrates makes learning a game. When you play with him, he'll entertain your brain. What about that? Don't you understand, Saker? I am amazed. At the shit that lives in your brain <laughs> for all time. Although, just uh, the other day, somebody in my role-playing group was like, uh, oh, yeah, you know, it's a crocodile. And I was like, yeah, crocodile mile. You run, you glide, <laughs> you hit the bump and take a ride. Yeah, it's I was like, like, where did that come from? It's like if you, as a child, when your formative years, or if you showed something over and over again, like a thousand times, yeah. it'll stick in your memory, yeah. strangely. There's like lodged in the place, like... I sometimes forget what my father looked like, but, you know, I can still remember the fucking Socrates jingle. Yep, absolutely. Speaking of 
Socrates, the wise, <laughs> which I guess is the learning what we were robot. Speaking he about. can teach you math, spelling, and art. Yeah, yeah. He teaches me math, spelling, and art. He's a Chicago-based writer, podcaster, comedian, and improviser, part of the Improvised Shakespeare Company and Improvised Star Trek. And you probably know him as Usador the Blue from Hello from the Magic Tavern. It's Matt Young. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good, yeah. Good. Um, good. Matt, uh, what's, uh, what, what jingles have remained in your brain since childhood? What is stuck in there? Uh, it's For me, it's always my buddy. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. My buddy. My buddy. My buddy. <laughs> my buddy. My buddy and me. <laughs> what, now, where, wherever he goes, no. I go. Yeah, that's Wherever okay. I go, yeah. he goes. Wherever, yes, okay. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's a real nightmare song. It feels like it's straight out of a horror movie. You know, like, that thing's going to kill you for sure. <laughs> well, I, was Chucky based on my yes. buddy? Oh, okay, it was. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, the one thing that you can remember is uh, the nightmares that my buddy gives all children yeah. now. That makes sense, That's, I think. It yeah. is, it is yeah. weird. It was, what, the, my buddy was weird? Yeah. I mean, what was the conceit of it? It was just, just another a, child? It's just a doll. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It was a larger doll. Usually there's gimmicks, like, oh, this is an astronaut, or uh, this was just a child. I think the gimmick was, okay, remember this was the 1980s. (laughs) I think the gimmick was Cabbage Patch Kids were really popular or had been a year Uh, or two before. Sure. So some other company was trying to get on in that, and they were like, what if a boy had a doll? (laughs) I guess that checks out, yeah. Which, you know, uh, yuck. (laughs) <laughs> boys adult yeah i mean and it was let's age it up just a little bit babies are for babies yeah. <laughs> buddies right. are for buddies do you remember teddy ruxpin i vaguely remember or like it. teddy teddy trash bin wow right? that was <laughs> quite a turn my friend was teddy, teddy ruxpin the one Go teddy ahead, ruxpin was the one that teddy ruxpin was the one that uh played the tape and then his eyes and his mouth moved and he like read you a story and on TV, they made it seem way more awesome than when you saw it in real life, and it just seemed so lame. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awful. It was, it was just... for like it was for like latchkey kids whose parents didn't care about them, and they just like, please read me a story, mommy. <laughs> oh, just turn on the fucking bear. <laughs> Basically, oh, that's really you've you've made this sad. I Teddy Ruxpin was a staple of my childhood. I hate to tell you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, I had a Ruxpin. Your that was... just got you. Like they're like. All right, little Saker, we're going out. Here's a here's a large cheese pizza and, uh, <laughs> and Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, ten dollars to buy pizza and a Teddy Ruxpin. Uh, me and the Rux had some good nights. I gotta say, rocking the Rux <laughs> with uh, ten bucks. <laughs> it's like having it's like having your own shitty showbiz pizza. <laughs> it's exactly oh yeah, what it was. my personal animatronic, my little Teddy. I never I never was around when it was showbiz pizza. I think I rem- I remember. I only know it because I watched the documentary on it. Because uh-huh. like, it, it went from showbiz to Chuck E. Cheese's, and they just kept the same oh. jingle. They just replaced showbiz. No, 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 no. At at one point, they were two separate things. Right. Okay. There was showbiz pizza, and there was Chuck E. Cheese. Uh-huh. In my town where I grew up, we had a showbiz pizza, and then Chuck E. Cheese bought showbiz pizza and took uh-huh. the whole thing over. Um, I was very disappointed because there was, like, that crazy gorilla that the guy has it all in his basement now to get to sing, like, yes. uh, seal songs and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I loved showbiz when I was a kid. That's where I went what? to play Dragon Slayer. <laughs> oh, Dirk the Daring, yeah. I could never make it past the first, like, cut scene. Like, wait, am I that- supposed to swing my sword now? 
That see, that game is as terrible as Teddy Ruxpin is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. Um, what the fuck? I'm so sorry. Uh, he has it in his basement, and he makes it sing Seal. Oh, go okay. There's a there's a website. <laughs> uh-huh. There's a website called YouTube. I'm and sure. If you go to it and you just Google, yeah, go to YouTube and then Google something. What a fucking idiot I am. <laughs> Uh, uh, just go to Google. Forget YouTube. They're, uh-huh. you know, I, I don't think it's owned by the same company. Um, and then Bing go, what? Bing, yeah, Bing Showbiz Pizza, and then like a popular song. I think like uh, a crazy. Do Showbiz okay. Pizza crazy? Okay. And you'll find this guy bought a bunch of these animatronics, set them up in his basement, and he gets them to do. I mean, this is probably from ten years ago. So time, songs of that time and oh, before. Fuck. Okay. And some of them are very weird and disturbing and hilarious. It's oh terrific. Oh, my God. Yeah. I am so excited to listeners oh. go out. Matt has given you homework, and it sounds yeah. like the most joyous homework It's like of a all. Five Nights at Freddy's experience, sort of. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Um, Matt, of course, we brought you on to talk about Speaking the of, 80s and the things that you love. Speaking right, of bands yeah. that mechanically, mechanically uh, sing Jesus. music. Yeah, mm-hmm. bands that have no soul anymore. Um, we're talking about the Very Naked Ladies here. Matt, tell us a little bit about um, kind of your musical tastes growing up. What were you into, and uh, did any of that kind of stay for your adulthood? Uh, it has morphed over the years for sure. Uh, as a kid i was definitely like into like joke songs okay weird al and things like that um but then i kind of got into as i was like in high school i kind of got into alternative rock uh like smiths and rem was like my big one though Um, i was very rem uh focused for a long time uh and then i sort of uh, as i got out of college i was like that's kind of the time bnl was like getting really big or had just been big, mm-hmm. and I, I I had a bunch of their albums, and I really liked them, and then I didn't like them, <laughs> and uh, then I liked them again. I you know I've had a real up and down with them in particular, uh, but I think like I think my musical taste like froze in like two thousand seven ish. Sure. So because you're super if, into like early Britney Spears and right, right, <laughs> Train. Right. Okay, cool. No, no. If I go to Spotify and I put on uh, the Postal Service like oh, radio yeah. station, sure. That's like everything I ever want to hear. I don't want to yeah. hear anything <laughs> beyond that. Um, and it it's kind of, that's kind of like where I landed uh, and still sort of reside. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That is truly the era for alt sort of like not quite emo, but approaching. Uh, yeah, like postal sh- service shoegazing. And yeah, like a uh, brand new. Uh, yeah, I think those were that was kind of the music of the time I was into as well. Um, just when you- sad enough. Just sad <laughs> enough. And but upbeat enough to kind of like drive to and like feel mm-hmm. like I'm not like totally like sitting in my own. Depression. But I think like <laughs> that sure. I think like that joke sensibility also like like I love Ben Folds and I've seen him yeah. live a couple times. And he has like a he's a very awesome musician, but also is a he has a sense of humor about all his stuff. There's like a, a wink in a lot of his songs and his ideas. Like the stuff he does with William Shatner I think is terrific. Yeah. Uh uh, so I, I'm a big fan of that sort of thing. Uh, and Glenn Hansard uh, is another one that I like and the frames. And, you know, I, I just think he's amazing. I've seen him live a bunch, too. Uh, I saw him once. And I was sitting up in, like, the nosebleed section of this huge auditorium here in Chicago. And he came out in front of the mic with just his guitar. 
and he sang and I could hear him. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> the, hey, the acoustics in there are pretty good, but this guy can fucking sing. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was great. It was so That's, good. We And, you know, I you're bringing up Ben Folds, and I think there's definitely a through line from Bedeke Ladies to Ben Folds. They went on tour together at one point. Wait, it's Ben oh, Folds? I didn't. Yeah. Wait, I what? thought it was Benf Olds. Okay, listen. <laughs> we, yes, it isn't Benf. The famous American name Benf. Hey, um, Americans yeah. can have any namesaker. <laughs> that's true. Oh, short for Benfaman. Benf- <laughs> yep, that's the one. Um, yeah, they were in. 2000- and Olds is short for Oldsmobile. <laughs> Benfaman Olds comes from the Oldsmobile family. <laughs> um, they they went on tour in 2013 with Guster as well. So it was actually, I, I oh. remember going to it in Columbus. It was a good ass tour. Oh, that um, sounds like a great show actually. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I think we hear a lot of like guests coming on and talking about how like Weird Al and They Might Be Giants led to Bare Ladies, but there's definitely a through line straight Wait, from Ben Folds. It's Weird Al? Okay. <laughs> I thought it was Weird Dal. <laughs> sure. Dal, short for Chip and Dal's yeah, Rescue, Rescue Rangers. Rangers. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, oh my God. Speaking of the 80s, <laughs> I just watched, I just got Disney Plus and I watched the new DuckTales. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Watch the new DuckTales. It's terrific. <laughs> yeah. I hear it's fucking great. Yeah. I, it's I can't wait so to watch so good. It. Yeah, <laughs> because I mean, nostalgia is not a toxic impulse. I can't wait to experience and relive the things I love. Oh, constant argument between the two of us, but that's that's fair. That's Saker fair. hates everything old. I, I truly, if you are over forty-five, do not talk to me. Oh um, God, I, I'm just under the wire. Good, you, you made, made it. it. That's the reason we invited you because we wanted to get you before a couple of years from now. Well, I mean, it's because your your last name's Young, so we're, we're <laughs> you're you were you're golden. You could be eight. Get grandfathered in. in. That's yeah. true. Yeah, you're the opposite of Ben Old. You get babied in. You're Matt Youngs. I'm um, so worried. I'm so f- afraid of the day that my the crystal in my palm starts to blink red, and then I have to go. <laughs> I, th- I think that's when you're low on health. Is when you start to blink red, right? That's right. Okay, that's right. right. Um, Matt, we have called you on today to apparently talk about nothing, but in specific, we are talking about a song called "Bull in a China Shop." <laughs> Listeners, if you've never heard the song before, here is a quick sample. You said you were kind of an off and on fan of Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, had you ever heard this song before? I had not. Okay, so this is your first time. What were your initial like? Did anything stick out to you from this song? Initial impressions? Huh. Uh, yeah. Let me let me walk you through it. Sure. <laughs> I listened to it, and I thought to myself, "That can't be it." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shh. And then I went back and I listened to it a second time. I was like, huh, I must be missing something. (laughs) So I looked at the lyrics and I listened to it a third time and I went, nope, this song doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I uh I, I'm I'm kind of with you there. There's a lot of uh of, of I think coded metaphorical shit that is not really out in the open here. From, well, just, uh, from it's convoluted. Like it's trying to sound profound and meaningful, but the things actually don't 
lead anywhere <laughs> sure yeah i'm with you and he's making up uh i have a bottle of diet poison that old chestnut <laughs> i hate that so much <laughs> i'm a public embarrassment i'm a bottle of diet poison oh, God, oh i'm so excited uh yeah this one is very it, it's definitely wordy it's definitely verbose and i think he's trying to be a little more poetic than the real character driven stuff that we usually get um aesthetically was it up your alley in terms of like musically i i think you can like even with the horns and stuff there's a lot of uh drawing from like maybe a ben well i mean at least one ben folds album forever and ever amen it, or whatever and ever amen it it almost felt like a parody of a bare naked lady song honestly <laughs> Like it felt like someone else decided to write a bare naked lady song, and this is what they did as like a sure. joke. Sure, um, yeah, uh, yeah. It was just—it's a real weird one, you know. Because yeah. here's here I'll back up in a little bit more. The first time I ever heard or saw the bare naked ladies was in college. My roommate and I were watching Saturday morning cartoons because mm-hmm. we're almost adults, <laughs> and. Um, uh, they had like a video that aired during Fox Kids, and it was the song Gordon. Yep, the Ballad of Gordon. Gordon. That is not from the album Gordon. Nope, beca- certainly not. Because beca- we went out and bought the album Gordon, and we're like, <laughs> "Where the fuck is the Ballad of Gordon?" <laughs> right. Because I was like, "Oh, this is just like chaotic and fun and big and like, oh, I like them." And then we bought this album, and we really liked it. And then I was like, I listened to it a few times, and I'm like, oh, maybe I don't like this. Some of it just. Uh, some of the songs are good on that on Gordon, and some are just like grading. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what was their oh, shit? What was their second album called? Now I'm blanking maybe, on it. Maybe you should drive. Maybe you should drive. I think that's their best album. Wow. It was, it was a huge failure, and it's like actually <laughs> kind of like interesting and cool. And they were like trying to like write good songs, and then every album after that that I listened to, I maybe listened to like three after that. Uh, there was always like a couple songs. I'm like, oh, that's actually a really good song. Yeah. Uh, and then like there'd be like a jokey song that I'd like once and then come to hate over time. Sure. That oh, is wild. Take the look, from Matt. Yeah, yeah, the look on both of our faces. I think maybe you should drive is the one that we dunk on the most. I mean, there are good, I, certainly good. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I I I understand. It is not. It is not a very good bare naked ladies album. <laughs> sure. <laughs> It is an interesting, some other band made that album in 95 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the, hits, the hits on there are fucking hits. Uh, Alternative Girlfriend and Jane are super good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the deep cuts from that are deep as hell. <laughs> I, I I know that's an unpopular opinion to have, and yeah. uh, I but I stand by it. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't know, for whatever reason, that one spoke more to me. Yeah, uh, at the time, at the time, especially, and uh, I, I kind of then I heard this song and I was like, oh, this is what I don't like about them. I don't like when they're t- reaching too far, because like what he wants to clearly like take these metaphors and cliches and like make them into a song and make it mean something. Sure, and it just doesn't quite like click. It's like half a song. It's like this is like a draft of a song. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know I- what I mean. And then and I, musically, it sounds like a lot of their other stuff, but doesn't, because it's sort of like uh, built on a shaky foundation, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, musically, I think this song is 
awesome. I, I like. I, I I do think it it kick, it comes in hot. Like it kicks off with that keyboard little lead up intro oh, yeah. thing. We have the horns in the background. The horns. Which... When the horns like, it was like somebody they had like spliced in like a like a MIDI horns. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I love this. It's like a king is coming to visit me. <laughs> I mean, announced the duke is being announced you know? <laughs> we there was a this. there was a day in the studio where somebody was like hey look what this button does <laughs> <laughs> we we listened to so many of these songs so many times that the first time i listened to this one when those horns hit because we've not gotten horns in like three albums now i think i literally oh. said whoa in my chair listening <laughs> That's how deeply these songs have resonated we. Well, we're getting something that's other than drums and guitar. And like, I thought I wrote it was like a, a supra- like a reveal in a movie, like <laughs> where like he steps out of the shadowy doorway and we find out it's been his father all along. Like, holy shit, there are horns here. That <laughs> is so interesting because coming at it from like just like plucking this song out of right. zero context. I'm like, oh yeah, of course there are horns. It's a bare naked <laughs> lady song. Right. Roll yes. my eyes, you know, like I, I, that the fact that like you got that huge break from it, and they're like, remember we do what we do best. Here are those <laughs> horns, baby. Yes, exactly. Uh, I can see where that would be very, very like heartening at that point. Yes. Oh yeah, and it's it's been kind of a weird album so far. So yeah, it was it was a, a an oasis in this desert. So absolutely. Oh, wow. Okay. No, I uh, I 100% get what Matt's saying. Like this, if if like you fed BNL songs into like a computer, like a <laughs> machine learning algorithm, I think this is close to what it would spit out. This like is an AI. it just sounds 100% like bare naked ladies. Sure, but it's just it's just too bare naked ladies. Like I think <laughs> my first note on this is Saker. I think I'm really hitting a wall, man. <laughs> Like, I have to, like, have you talk about, like, this is just peak Bare Naked Ladies. Like, we've hit, this is, like, this is the most Bare Naked Ladies song I've ever heard. Yeah, it it kind of is. It's Steve acting like a shithead, right? Uh, for for context, Matt, this the there are two singers for Bare Naked Ladies, and anytime this right. guy sings, uh, his song is about how he's a shitty boyfriend. So we've got that. Um, Good. And I, we've got the harmonies. We've got, yeah, this mm-hmm. is a, a machine got, learning Bare Naked like a, Ladies Almost like song. a pop punk vibe to it. Like the hmm. the fast like the fa- it's not like it's not an acoustic guitar like doing like one riff through the whole thing yeah that's like that Ed's country so there's almost it's got like an energy to it which I liked yes definitely, but it's definitely not like a too little too late or anything like that like, <laughs> sure <laughs> uh yeah but I I do see I think I may have had a different here's what's difficult when we have guests I always try to give them a song that I think is like oh they'll have fun with this one this is a a, a good song. But then without context, it's just a Bare Naked Ladies song. So I'm like, uh-oh, actually, this isn't a good song. I just think it is because all I listen to are Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I don't think it's like – yeah, it's not even like terrible. It's just like so of them. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like a very stereotypical Bare Naked Ladies song. And what it actually made me think of – it made me think of this Talking Heads song called "Nothing But Flowers." Do you guys know that song? I that's one of my favorite Talking Heads songs. Yes, but yeah. it's like talking about all these cliches and things that he's gonna miss when the world is kind of like ended and yeah. overrun, and like he just wishes this beautiful uh, grassland was a parking lot again. Yeah, 
Um, and I think it's like brilliant. And I think this song is trying to be that type <laughs> of song where it's like, oh, it's supposed to make me th- like recontextualize these things I take for granted by spinning these cliches on their head. And then I was like, but you don't. It just like you just list some cliches. Then you make up one about diet poison. And uh, I'm like, yeah. uh, it, it I don't is, know. Yeah, it's it's the narrator. I mean, obviously, the narrator is like shitting all over himself like i am a bad person i am a piece of shit i am like and i think it's probably a reflection of he's probably like a serial killer or something possible did you have a serial killer read for this i I don't want to because i'm afraid he'll come for me okay got it (laughs) (laughs) the poison man um like diet poison i feel like it's probably a reflection of steve's mental state because i he's around this time he had some problems maybe um but uh, but yeah, he describes himself as all these metaphors like impulsive, foolish, destructive, kid in a candy shop, bull in a china shop. But then you're right, because I think his metaphor falls apart a little bit because he starts doing like weird advertising stuff. Like we were talking about yeah. jingles earlier. You're like, if you lived here, you'd be home by now. All the fun with half the meaning. Diet poison. All the fun that the law allows. All the fun, but with half the I think he's framing himself. This is, I think this is, a, again, you thought it was shitty boyfriend. I think this is another meditation on celebrity. I think he's framing himself as uh, someone who is ultimately toxic uh-huh. in the Britney Spears sense. Um, both the Britney Spears song Toxic and Britney Spears herself. Okay. Being... Well, the Britney Spears song Toxic is about a guy who's bad for you. Yeah. Okay. Just like this guy. And, okay. and while, he, and while, and while he is saying like I am bad and I, I do these terrible things, sort of, there is an element of blame here also being <laughs> assessed towards whoever the recipient of this song is sure. supposed to be, I feel like. Yeah. Did I imagine that? Because it feels like he says something about, like, uh, I'm not going to remember now, but, like, uh, you'd already be here. I'd already, you'd already do it if you could do it, but you can't do it or something to that yeah, effect. It, yeah, like, like. I utterly butchered that. <laughs> yeah, like, I, there's some sort of friends with benefits thing going, because he's like, you know, all the fun that the law allows, all the fun with half of the meaning, so I assume they're they're having well, sex. He's, well, he's talking about himself as a celebrity, like, he has the ability to do all this stuff, and I think people, because he's a celebrity, he can get away with a lot more. Oh. That's how I saw that. Um, oh. oh. See, I saw it as, like, he wanted more, like, come on over, I'll show you how. If you lived here, you'd be home by now. If you still lived here, you'd be home now. Like, if you if you just come back to me like mm-hmm. we can have sex but like maybe we can okay. have a relationship too okay you're turning me back around on this song because now <laughs> now i'm thinking all of these things are meaningless the way his existence <laughs> as a celebrity is sort of yeah, meaningless there we go okay okay a- i knew i knew it was smarter than me <laughs> It's diegetic. The whole song is gibberish because he believes his existence is meaningless. <laughs> yeah. He just, yeah. Um, I think that's interesting. I didn't even think of the celebrity angle to that, Ev. That's good. You're a good yeah, boy. I mean, he's like, uh, in the, I mean, even in the chorus, I can't hear a thing because I've stopped listening. He's gotten to the point where either he doesn't trust other people to give him actual feedback or he doesn't oh. trust other people. He's just not like, I mean, he's not listening to 
feedback, which is, I mean, I guess the opposite thing celebrities face nowadays where they get too much feedback. Sure. So. Yeah, this was what, 2002? Mm-hmm. Nope. 2006. Six. So yeah. The, internet, the internet's definitely a thing, but I yeah. don't think we've got like, I don't think troll culture had become yeah. so, as firmly entrenched as it is We're nowadays. We're still kind of in the Wild West days, yeah. I think, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, cool. Everyone, everyone could go to message boards, but nobody had to like at you and like we <laughs> <laughs> didn't have quite the social media barrage that we have now yeah oh okay interesting i like that and I, I do kind of like even when he tries to invent shit like i think it's kind of interesting like a bottle of diet poison like i'm bad for you but i'm not that bad no you're, he's gonna kill you but <laughs> you gonna at least k- you're not gonna put on pounds yeah, i guess um and he he clearly i think the narrator understands that he's bad he's toxic in the way that you mentioned it because i think he kind of like I'm a walking advertisement for everything I never meant and everything I never meant to be. Like, he's he's representing things that he now hates. I'm a walking advertisement for everything I never meant and everything I never meant to be. So do you think this is the, the, the follow-up to humor of the situation? No. Where he's a shitty person who treats people badly ruins everything but then it's still like eh, it's okay this is hilarious but then this is when he realizes oh wait i am a shitty person i'm toxic i need to like no i'm not still not gonna do anything about it but uh yeah okay i could see that i mean it's like part this song is part realization part pity party yeah like, <laughs> like there's no acceptance or like any desire to improve here there's, and the, the opposite like he's just got his fingers in his ears like, sure so, yeah, maybe this is a... Actually, this is probably about the modern-day Republican Party. <laughs> this is the, the theme song of the GOP. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I kind of... I, uh, I, this, this is very interesting. Yeah, uh, because now, thematically, I'm kind of on board. Like, right. I'm hearing it, and I'm like, okay, yeah. But then I go back, and I think about it, and I'm like... <laughs> it, it very clearly sets up a structure at the beginning with the cliches that I feel like there's something in my brain that as a, as, as a writer and a creator once like, Oh, you've set up this promise of this parallel, or you're going to pay off this idea of like twisting these things or like putting them in a new context. Right. And then it just kind of abandons that. (laughs) So I guess like my issue with it is like truly a structural lyric issue where it's like, if you want to tell that story, that's fine. Then maybe like the second pass, like I'm saying, like I think of this song as a draft. <laughs> uh, maybe the second pass is like, I don't need the bull in the China shop shit. Like maybe I just need to actually talk about these things in a clever, fun way. But like, unless I can find a way to pull in cliches like that throughout it or start to break down those cliches and like analyze them. Mm-hmm. I, I can't just go to the second verse and be like, well, I'm out of cliches. I guess I'll, um, I guess I'll say some other stuff here. <laughs> I'm, I'm a public embarrassment, not a cliche, but certainly a thing. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Like yeah. that just doesn't work for me in terms of like kind of the satisfying, clever thing I expect from a song of this type. Yeah. I would, I would agree because I think the parallelism persists in the end of each verse when he says something that is a whole phrase for everything you can't afford and then twists it for everything you can't afford to be. And then he does it for everything I never meant, never meant to be. I'm the product this song's about. I'm the product this song's about to be. I'm the shadow of every doubt. I'm 
like saying something and then twisting it so the end of his verses do have that parallel structure that you're talking about and the beginnings are yeah. just meaningless nonsense you're i think you're you've hit the nail on the head there as far as i'm concerned yeah yeah i just i'm too hung up on it i can't let it go <laughs> uh but that's that that was the lyric i was trying to think of earlier was that like everything you can't afford everything you can't afford to be yeah which really like that also sticks in my crocs i'm like i, I don't know what you're I, I don't know what exactly that's criticizing. That's like, true. I guess maybe if we're going on Evan's celebrity thing, like, oh, you can't, you know, you can't afford. I mean, you can't, you can't afford. I mean, he, he, you can't afford his lifestyle. Yeah. And also, if you were to try, you would go heavily into debt and you'd be ruined. Sure. So I think that that's. I think, yeah. All right. I think that's my, that's my lens on this. And, and maybe also celebrity and like, you know, you can't afford to be this because like, if I, if you did this, a normal person, you would ruin every relationship you had. But since I'm a celebrity, I can get away with mm. shit a little more. So maybe there's an emotional uh, yeah, context the, to it. The celebrity thing flips it on its head because I was so hung up, kind of like you were saying, Saker, that it was like a relationship. You know, mm-hmm. like, they're like I was like, it's bad boyfriend, shitty relationship, and it's only half of this tracks with that. Yeah, yeah. So I think putting it in the celebrity context changes it for me because the – when I was so hung up on it being just purely about relationships, half of the stuff, half of the half the lyrics don't make any sense with right. that. Right, right. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, as as far as lyrics are concerned, that might be the key that unlocks it. Ev, that was good. That's a good read. That's why I'm here. <laughs> you know me. You're one and call only. Me, call me the key master. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a lot of cool uh, musical things. I liked I like uh, speaking of diegesis, the the quiet part uh, after he says I can't hear a thing when he's like I can't hear like I thought that was cool. That's exciting. It's it's kind of dynamic. I can't hear a thing. Cause I um, there's some expectation defiance going on there, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and then we kick into those joyful harmonies afterwards. Um, yeah, there's, there's this, this song does have a great energy to it. I thought. Um, yeah, I think it was. I, I think if this had come in like the middle of stunt or something, I would have judged it far more harshly than here because the songs on this album have been real sort of low energy so far. Yes, and not necessarily bad, just like low energy. Yeah, sort of, sort of self-reflective, maudlin, and so I was, I was really thirsty for this. <laughs> right. So I came, I came uh-huh. at this with like the best possible, like I was excited to actually yeah. to get the horns, to get like an, the, you know, r- uh, rock guitar again. You know, it's good. <laughs> yeah. See, now I'm disappointed with myself that I didn't listen to the song before or after this. <laughs> no, that's because too I much. feel like I feel like it would have changed, but I think it honestly would have changed my experience of it. Because uh, if it's an if it's a song that's not meant to be a single, yeah. and it's it's meant to be experienced on an album, not that this is like a concept album, but like it, there is an ebb and flow to an album, and you're like, well, this is like the thing that like gooses gooses us after we had some maudlin stuff at the top. Sure, yeah, that's I suppose that while that is true. I can't imagine how many fewer guests we would get if we said, <laughs> I want you to listen to the album. We're only going to talk about track six, but I want you to have some context. <laughs> that would be a nightmare. Um, it should at least be. Uh, yeah. I mean, in, in retrospect, though, like I, I should have at least just like 
because uh, I looked up the lyrics and yeah. I listened to the song several times, and I but I do wish I had been like, what year is this from? What the hell's going on? Right. You know, because like, you know, maybe that would have changed it. I've been like, oh, it's the year that uh. Uh, Bush left office. This is all about that, obviously. <laughs> you that may be a joke, but last uh, two albums ago was pretty much all about the Bush administration. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, you hit the nail excellent. on the head. Perfect. Yeah. See, <laughs> you got. I it. wouldn't have known that. Yeah, these nice. these Canadians are obsessed. Um, Remember back when we thought Bush was the worst thing ever? <laughs> Good oh, times. Um, yeah. th- this is a. I would say, and I even wrote it in the notes of from home which is the previous song mm-hmm. this is such a fucking drastic like title shift yeah it's that. like it's like hey come over to my house uh we're gonna have some pizzas and some low-key like movies and then as soon as they show up you just kick them as hard as you can in the groin <laughs> but in a nice way <laughs> like this is a nice kick in the groin i'm right? sorry i can't hear you you're not listening <laughs> this is a, a <laughs> kick in the groin except that you know how some people have like blades at the end of their shoe i had like a a pocket pussy at the end of <laughs> Sorry, that's horrible. Okay, I might cut that. A water uh, balloon. <laughs> a, a water balloon. Thank you. You peed yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, this is I, this. It truly is a, a shot. It's jumping into a, a, a pool of cold water. Um, this is uh, this is credited to Ed Robertson, the other singer. Uh, credited to him and Steve, but apparently Steve plays this one a lot solo, and mm-hmm. I feel like his voice comes through a lot with it. Um, Oh. Matt, what else did anything else stick out to you about this song? I mean, we sort of touched on I I was just so obsessed with the lyrics. I think <laughs> I got a little distracted by that, honestly, but right. uh I think musically, like you were saying, it is very much like uh, the horns are great and it's just like this like bouncy little ditty. Um yeah, it wasn't uh you, you're like it's like jumping into a pool of cold water, but it, it, in the context of the album, it sounds like it's the hottest day of the year, and all you want to do is get in that pool. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, if it comes along at the right time, like yeah, I want those horns. I want that little like that little you know kick in the butt to like get things uh, moving again. You know, it, yeah. you can't all be modeling all the time. There's got to be some things that rock. Sure, for sure. Yeah, and this, my friend. <laughs> rocks have anything else you had for this song or are we ready to render our final judgments did you see the uh ships and dip version i did it was just okay yeah it was was normal uh uh, well it's it's funny watching live versions of this song because ed will be grooving to this song about steve (laughs) self-destructing which is like uh, i guess uh, and like and steve does it live like by himself at the altar bar i think in philadelphia Uh uh-huh and it's just like i enjoyed that one because it just sort of it sort of hammered home again how powerful his voice is like, yeah it's just him and a guitar and he he's able belting. to like just sort of belt it out so yeah that's pretty cool yeah yeah well cool. i think being able to like groove to a song like this that might have some like demons hiding in it you know yeah. is like part of exercising those demons you know yeah. like like uh, part of the reason like in my comedy i so often play like bombastic self-important idiots is because <laughs> I, I like making fun of that and I like getting it out of me so that I can be a nicer, kinder person in real life, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, you know, like there's something like inherently like uh, this may not be like totally like how he feels all the time, but if there, if you recognize that in yourself or in other people as an artist, you like want to like give it form so you kind mm-hmm. of have control of it in a way you know I, I think that's 
and that's why it's probably like joyous to sing it and like get it out there and like sure. can you imagine like being this shitty celebrity and like uh, I probably had moments of being that myself, but like I'm not going to be that now because I sang this song and it's out of me. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that makes sense to me uh, as someone who feels like uh, I'm definitely drawn to characters and I'm like, oh, I'm nothing like them. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I'm a little <laughs> bit like them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Every time I make a uh, a character in a tabletop game, they just end up morphing into a different facet of of who I am. I think yeah, because you're exercising that stuff. Sure, that's absolutely true. Um, Ev, do you feel like you exercise yourself in your writing? You exercise your demons? No, I want my demons. You like your demons? Yeah. If I if I let them out, then that means they're free to sure. to harm people. Pandora's box. Yeah, I got to keep them inside sure. me. Sure. I got to sure, push sure. them down real deep. <laughs> sure. Smart. Smart. I've got my fingers wrapped around those fuckers' necks, and I'm going to drag them down to hell with me. That's where hey, they belong. Uh, I, I have been wildly searching every song we do for a uh, a video from Fully Clothed Gents, who are uh, New York's premier Bare Naked Ladies cover band, and I finally <laughs> found <laughs> Fully Clothed Gents has a uh, cover of this song up on YouTube. Uh, where the, the lead singer botches the lyrics so bad he forgets where he is in the song. And it's a oh, delight no. to watch them work because they seem like very good musicians. But, like, why is this the one song up on YouTube? That sucks. Huh. But, oh, man, I really I want to go to one of their shows. We got a form. A, uh, I thought they were broke up. No, I tried to get them for my Halloween party, but they wouldn't drive to Ohio. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. OK, so let's get around to rating this song. Okay, uh, so as uh, listeners, if this is your first time listening, uh, we rate our songs on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. The fewer clothes this song wears, the better it is. The more clothes it has on, the worse. As usual, we'll give our guests some time to think. Ev, we will start with you. I'm not Evan anymore. My name is Devin Parker. Okay. A junior partner in a high-stakes law firm that sure. deals with international maritime commerce. Sure. I'm on my way to a meeting. I'm about to, I'm a junior partner, about to meet with all the big bosses, driving my Lexus downtown. And uh, I, um, I'm driving as fast as I can because, you know, I don't got time for these little people. And a little kid walks in front, and I sheer to the side. Car hits a fire hydrant. Water goes everywhere. Oil gets on my my. Gucci (laughs) Nazi regime suit. Oh boy. And uh, I uh, have to tear, I'm like looking around, I'm like, I can't go to the meeting like this. Right next to the street, Goodwill store. Okay. So I'm like, Terry, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get a suit. This is gonna look terrible, but I'd rather have a a shitty suit than have a good one covered in oil and bits of machinery. Walk inside, Goodwill's under construction. There's like paint cans everywhere and things like that. So I'm like pulling some, like, I don't care what you got. Give me the best suit you've got. And they're like, okay, um, they're taking something off the rack. And as they're doing that, I'm taking my clothes off because I got to get to this meeting. If I do, if I don't get there on time, I'm going to lose the case. Mm. And then uh, the oil rig goes free. (laughs) (laughs) We do not want oil rigs to go free. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The whales. Keep them captive. The whales will be taken away. Good. From their kids <laughs> um so i get i get in there and i uh i'm getting in the changing room and i'm like stripping off my clothes just putting this suit on and i'm like what the fuck is that like and i realize the changing room has wet paint all over it okay and i'm like so i'm covered like my hands are covered in paint i'm half the suit i'm like what the fuck what kind of show are you guys running do you have any idea who I- i'm devin parker do you have any fucking idea who i am and i like burst out trip fall and then uh like a oil can falls on me and i just get covered in like oil and paint and i'm like i'm like thrashing around goodwill buy full oil can (laughs) yeah don't you ever no i mean it's under construction oh sure sure sure. like 
a can of some sort of grease. Yeah. You know, you got to grease the yeah, ball yeah, bearings yeah. in the, uh, in the, the oiling up the, the jackhammer, the ceiling joists. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, you I watch this old house. Like <laughs> I know, I know how that works. You got to grease it up real good. You got to grease those boards. So I'm like flailing around. There's like fucking clothes and scarves like sticking to me because I'm covered in oil and paint and glue. So I'm not really wearing clothes, but I'm like, I've got them on me. Like there's like a scarf wrapped around my arm. There's like a dress shirt on my back. I've got, I've got my shoes on. My pants are half off, but there's like another pair of like jorts stuck to me. Sure. So I'm just like this fucking monster. Like, and I like look and I turn and see the mirror and I look at myself. And I'm like, what have what have I become? <laughs> what am I doing here? Uh-huh. I, and so I, I pull of- out my big my big chunky 1980s cell phone. And I'm uh-huh. like, can it can it all? I quit. <laughs> oh, I'm shit. going home to be with my wife and kids. And I just slam the phone down, walk out, and never work another day in my life because wow. I'm independently wealthy because I was at a high right. I remember. <laughs> yeah. So wait, um, so that all sounds on. right to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have a lot of clothes on. I didn't, I didn't like this song, but in context, it seemed really fun. Sure, okay, <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't rate this up against any poppier song I enjoyed on like any previous album. Yeah, but it's a, it's a solid song. So I'm, I'm, uh, like I said my pants are down. Sure, you can see my boxers. Jorts stuck to your chest. Jorts stuck to my chest. Sure. Like you know, there's patches of skin everywhere. Okay, I see what I want from this song. Sure. Um, for me, I think wake up. I am in Pamplona, what's, Spain. What's the year? The year is 1998. Uh, and I am going to attend the running of the bulls are this year. Are you your current age or are you? Uh, no, I am uh, 13 years okay. old. Uh-oh. Um, and so it's the morning. I, 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 I get all my clothes on and I decide I'm going to wear a cape because I'm going to be a cool guy at the running of the bulls, wear my red Superman cape. Um, and they let the bulls loose. I'm running down the road and I just get fucking terrified uh, a bull gets really close to me grabs my cape and pulls uh, so now i'm capeless but i still have a t-shirt jeans but shoes with its horns run down the street yeah i know it's amazing That's scary it has the dexterity it has, it has horns but a human hands at the <laughs> yeah end. at the end of the horns is a human hand <laughs> it's fucking terrifying i didn't um, know they were gonna bring these kind of bulls i duck into a shop i have no idea uh i just want to escape these bulls because now i'm terrified Turns out it is, I'm not going to go on the nose, A to C, here we go. It's a Chinese food shop. So I, uh, the bull follows me in and he is just, I managed to evade him. Is Chinese food yeah. for you? How, does, how do you say that? Is there a better word for a food shop? Chinese, no, I mean, Chinese restaurant? Restaurant doesn't sound familiar. Nope, Chinese food shop, I okay. guess. Uh, so I'm not familiar with places where you don't the bull is chasing i managed to dodge him at every instance but he's like grabbing my clothes ripping them off in the end i'm down to my boxers one sock and somehow one shoe on the other foot without the sock on it um and i'm covered in sticky sauce um it's sugar i it's very embarrassing to me uh that i liked this song so much but I got to say, I think I like this song a lot. I'm going to say one shoe, one sock, and underwear, and sticky sauce all over me. It's concealing. I could have sworn restaurant was a word. Mm, mm. Rastran. No, not familiar. Right. No, it's okay. maybe, not... It's a, maybe it's a Chicago thing. A uh, Chicago. No, it's that, it's, that it's me. Right. I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> um, Matt, what's your rating for this song? Okay. The year is 2021. Okay. I'm fo- I'm 46 years old, and I cannot be on this show anymore. Yikes. I have a hard day at work. I get home. I park my car. I come upstairs to my apartment. I All I want to do is throw off all my clothes and dance naked around my apartment the way I never do. The way I never do. And then I put on a song. I kick off my shoes. 
and I fall asleep, and I don't dance like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you danced like everyone was watching, and I by not dancing, <laughs> like everyone was watching me. That's exactly wow. right. So, so uh, the end was no shoes, but all your work clothes still on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of disheveled. <laughs> But still fully clothed, but at least my sure. feet weren't in pain anymore. <laughs> it's Asleep on a couch while high energy dance music plays. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep, that's it. Some, Nailed some it. Some Euro trans, yeah. Uh, Matt, thank you so yes, much for being you. on the show today. We really appreciate it. Uh, what do you have going on? Uh, well, you can uh, listen to nine years worth of improvised Star Trek from beginning to end now. The show's over, but you can still download them all. Uh, you can also come see me in Chicago at the IO Theater performing with Improvised Shakespeare uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. And you can always listen to Hello from the Magic Tavern. We have new episodes every Monday, and we have uh, bonus episodes that come out on Stitcher Premium on Thursdays. Uh, and then you can follow me at More People Happy on Twitter, or you can follow my wizardly alter ego at Usador the Blue. <laughs> Awesome. I have to say, Matt, I love everything that you do, but you Earth Games Thank needs you. to come back. I'm going to petition Stitcher. Earth Games was <laughs> the best. Oh, so much okay. Fun. Okay, that's yeah. good to know. We're actually talking about like what we want to do for our next year of bonus material. Uh, and right now, I, I don't know when this comes out exactly, so this might not be a little sneak peek. This will be end of the February 25th, I think. Okay, so in about two weeks, roughly... Uh, there's going to be a new Stitcher Premium uh, miniseries that focuses on some of the villains from Hello from the Magic Tavern. Oh, Ooh. snaps. Oh, uh, man, I'm very excited. So that's going to be a really fun one. We're actually just uh, kind of getting that uh, up and running now, so I'm real excited about it. Very cool. Well, Matt, thank you so much. We yes. really appreciate it, man. Thank you. This has been a blast. Cool. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Ev, Matt, mm -hmm. a delight. So fun to have him, but... always. He had to go before we could talk about, or actually, we probably could have kept him on, but I was too embarrassed to keep him on yeah. to talk about 10 minutes of a romantic comedy. So, Ev, if you would, which romantic comedy is this song like? This is another hard one. Okay. Because there's really not much in the way of romance here. You, This is your d own grave that you dug. This I is know. sad. Well, I mean, it was hard until I figured out exactly what it was. This is 2003's Lost in Translation. That's why you're the key master. Which is a romantic comedy that isn't really a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's not. I guess it's sort of funny. Well, I mean, it's like a post- It's also not romantic. It's post-romance. Like, it's oh. post-romance cinema. Like, um, in like the, what's the fucking guy's? Bill Murray. Is it Marker a Marco Abel? Is that the, the English uh, professor that writes about all sorts of post-romance stuff? Anyway. <laughs> um, it's just, it's characterized by like a negative- like portrayal of like uh, um, love and sex and huh. dating and characters sort of reject the idea of monogamy. Huh. And and that's sort of like what Lost in Translation is. And okay, so Lost in Translation, uh, Bill Murray plays Bob Harris, a aging movie star who has come to Japan to he shoot a basically plays Bill Murray, which yeah, is very yeah <laughs> to shoot a Suntory whiskey commercial, yes. whiskey commercial. And uh, ScarJo plays Charlotte, a young college grad who has been abandoned by her husband. While he goes and she's a celebrity, celebrity photographer and he goes out and takes pictures of celebrities. So they're both in this hotel for, you know, an extended stay and uh, don't really have much to do and don't have. Well, actually, ScarJo seems like she has a bunch to do. But uh, so they're both sort of um, adrift, yes. basically, would be the best way to put it. Without a so, snowflake. So she's a uh, so um, Charlotte's unsure of her future. She's in sort of shaky with her relationship with uh, um 
her husband. And uh, so she runs across uh, Bill uh, Murray and uh, they sort of, they have like an emotional affair. Yeah. Because it's not really... They just hang out. They're just friends. I don't even know if well, it's an emotional affair. It's more than that. Like, I think Is it's, it? It's a... Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. Ask that answered. So, uh, yeah, because Bill Murray knows he... like he, It seems like he's walking a line between being a friend and being a romantic interest. Mm. And, uh, like, she definitely seems into him. And it's sort of like that manic pixie dream girl mm. thing where... I mean, she's not quite that, but, like, they hang out and they have a good time and they go and, like enjoy tokyo nightlife together so he's definitely got that and uh working for him i guess but the um so it ties into that sort of the song um bill murray is a bull in a china shop he's a tired old metaphor like Mm. he's just sort of this aging actor you know nothing you can't afford him you can't you know he can't afford to be himself and he's married too like he has a wife um he's a walking advertisement you could say for literally for suntory whiskey and uh yeah uh for every time for everything he never meant to be so he's he's aging he's looking back on his life um he's sort of he spends the early part of the movie just sort of shut in because he's kind of he kind of just doesn't have any connection doesn't know what to do he's afraid he might tell himself something who knows and scarjo of course is the shadow of every doubt so she's doubting herself she's doubting her relationship Mm. she's like just graduated from college she doesn't know what she's gonna do um and uh you know the they they like get to the point where they're inviting each other to each to their rooms like come on over i'll show you sort of stuff like in the song if you um, lived here you'd be home by now yeah and uh it the um all the fun the law allows all the fun but with half the meeting ties into the tokyo nightlife which i thought was actually my favorite part of the movie because it like ties into the ukiyo like uh stuff it, like the floating world things yeah. in edo um so like sort of which was Japanese history, like sort of the meaningless pleasure seeking. Yeah. And that ties into both the song, which I'm sure that like Stephen Page knew with Lost in Translation being his favorite movie. Sure, all. <laughs> because so, like, it's so closely related to anime. Yeah. And I mean, I think they actually do go to some places that were in the Yoshiwara, which is like the old pleasure district of, oh, old, really? of old Edo. Yeah. But I mean, it's not, I mean, Tokyo has been before Tokyo was Tokyo. Tokyo has been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, it's just it ties into this song on a lot of different levels, and uh, Bill Murray is just the both of them. You know, they find a connection to each other, but mm-hmm. it's not a strong connection. It's one that they know that can never persevere because not only of their age difference, but like their differing lives, their differing interests, the difference, like their differences. But they come together and they ignore everything about their lives, their mm. previous lives. They're not even listening, you could say, to. Um, to what's going on and they just sort of get lost in this world this lost in translation world of like sort of meaningless pleasure seeking okay in the, in the interesting context of the song who is the bull then bill murray bill murray yeah he's destructive i guess he's kind of uh, might be destroying his marriage he's self-destructive and he at the end he destroys his relationship with uh there's that you have to have the three-act structure sort of thing where he sleeps with the jazz singer from the club oh lit my stocking that's right i remember and then uh uh, scar joe shows up and uh sort of hears them talking and she gets like a she gets a heartbreak Mm -hmm. or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and then uh there's like a you know come apart come together sort of thing like an ever romantic comedy and uh then they share a kiss at the end and go on their separate ways do they share a kiss yeah he whispers something in her ears and then uh, a little bit of kiss i do you know what he whispers in her ear I got a big old hog. <laughs> he says, I can't wait for the movie Wild Hogs to be released. <laughs> they should have gotten me for Wild Hogs. William H. Macy sucks. I should have been at 
I should have been a wild fox. I think he's saying they're gonna name the next two albums "Bare Naked Ladies Are Me" and "Bare Naked Ladies Are Men." Doesn't make any sense. Um, great. I Do hope you actually know what he whispers. No, what is it? I don't know either. Oh, I think it's "I Have a Giant Hog." <laughs> yeah, and it's thirsty. <laughs> it's thirsty for Suntory <laughs> Easy Time whiskey for relaxing time. Um, cool. Ebo. No. I thought it was cool. Okay. It's the coolest thing you ever said. Thanks, man. <laughs> I actually love that movie, too. Hey, did you see... I forgot to mention this. The Drill Team Army video for the for this song? Nope. Oh, it's four dudes in like their mom's basement who constructed an entire dance routine to Bullet a China Shop. Oh. It's kind of cool. <laughs> I was super into it. They're very OK Go-esque. Oh, nice. I'd like to watch it. Buddy? Oh, I just did. It was fun. <laughs> that was a really good one. You're going to... Go home, watch it, and watch. Uh, search for Showbiz Pizza Crazy. I've already seen it. Crazy, just like you. We'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A bear, naked fodder. lady podcast. Hello. Do you think? I know that trophies are shaped like cups. Mm-hmm. But do you think? Not always. I mean, a lot of them, like the yeah, like Stanley Cup. Some yep. of them are even called cups. Yeah, and I, they like drink champagne out of them sometimes. sometimes. But do you think like they originally just they were just really nice cups that were awarded? Why? Why? Chalice. Here's my question: Why would you award a cup to someone who has done it exceptionally well? Do you know exceptional is a great? If you're really good at fucking, you're exceptional. You get a cup to hold all your juices. <laughs> um, do you know the story of Jesus? Uh, nah, I can't say I'm familiar with that man. Young man. I made a lot of assumptions, though. Nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet dude. Sweet dude. Passion for woodworking. <laughs> a passion of the Christ, indeed. Woodworking was the passion of the Christ. Um, Holy Grail. That's mm-hmm. where it comes from. It's because Jesus was awarded the Holy Grail after an exceptional JASL soccer season. <laughs> uh-huh. okay. And uh, that's... J- junior... American Sign Language soccer that's, season. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah. Junior age sex location soccer season. Yeah. Uh, do, are you sad that ASL now means American Sign Language as opposed to age sex location? I'm not. I, why? I didn't I, I didn't know that it ever meant that. ASL? You didn't exist on AOL back in the day? Did you ever go to chat rooms? Yeah, but like very infrequently. Like Oof. I didn't. That was my life. It was kind of. Yeah. I mean, I did it, but like through, usually through other programs. Yeah. Like, like it'd be like a chat room and like. Uh, the the stupid M- not MMORPG what are those things Morp or what are those things where it was like multi-user oh um uh what the fuck were those called dungeons um, yeah Zork and something yeah. but it was like online stuff Rock 2 was the one I played mm-hmm. um yeah it's just like you'd like sign- MUDS MUDS yeah yes. you'd like sign in and you'd be like alright I made my character and yeah. then you're like you played a little bit and ran around town and like then you like okay go to bed and then you like next day you log in like someone came in and robbed you and killed you <laughs> yeah cause your character still persisted <laughs> yeah the fucking worst it's like yeah. a troll came in and killed you and took all your stuff I didn't even have any stuff <laughs> I was so proud with Rock 2, I, uh, they had a contest, and it was, uh, we're going to create a bunch of new items, send in your item ideas, and the winner gets their own item. And I think a lot of people were like, the super sword of blasting, because they really wanted the plus 10 sword. But Yours I suggested, was a fake nose. I suggested the Chinese finger trap, which just gave you minus 10 dexterity, <laughs> and they, they put it in the game and gave me one. I was so happy. Oh, well, lucky you. It was you. maybe like a plus one charisma, too. But, yeah. but there, were all those, cool. there were all those sort of like 
Java games and stuff you could play back in the day. Yeah. yeah, and they, were, yeah. they all had message boards attached. You think there's still MUDs? Are MUDs still around? Probably. I would be surprised that they're not. I bet there's like, I bet it's so easy to make them nowadays. I bet sure. there's just like scaffolding where you could just make your own MUD in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Like Squarespace for MUDs. But, but does anybody... This is not a commercial for Squarespace, by the way. <laughs> Although, any... if you're interested in Squarespace, I'd be happy to do a commercial for you. Does anybody give a shit, I guess, is a question. I mean, does anybody want to play with in the age of Diablo 2 and World of Warcraft? Does anybody want to play a mud? In the age of Diablo 2. <laughs> Diablo 3, what are we talking about? <laughs> does Diablo still exist? Diablo's yeah, a property. Yeah, Diablo's a property, but like mm -hmm. like in the age of <laughs> the original Smash Brothers. Right. Um God Wars 2 is a free mud that still exists. I think not God of War two, but God Wars two. Yeah, I mean you can play a god, right? Uh, Fighting other gods. Uh, well, this is a commercial for God Wars two. God, I wish there is literally. I'm on the Wikipedia page for God Wars. It just says a dark fantasy universe. Doesn't tell me anything about it other than that. Ooh, are you interested now? Oh no, you hate fantasy. I hate fantasy. Fantasy sucks. I was with you up until you made a value judgment on the thing <laughs> I liked. Uh, my partner and I watched all of The Witcher, which is the first fantasy series I've watched in ages. And I, let me guess, you hated it. Yeah, it was fucking dick balls. Hey, next time, <laughs> just what? I'll just watch it with her. Okay, I'll that's just fine. Slowly assume your husbandly <laughs> you duties, and you can just <laughs> you can just go outside and frolic like you like. Yeah, you know I love frolicking. Watch your like uh, early aughts anime and uh, and your Sk computer animation. Excuse me. <laughs> Well, you know, I haven't they, watched anime in a long time. Where they try to grab the microphone, but their hand just hovers near it because they can't close around it. And, oh, in like reboot? And yeah. Like Beast Wars? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, you yeah, know what dude. I'm talking about. Secret World of Alex Mack. Turn into some They couldn't so grab anything at Secret World of Alex <laughs> the Mack. The hands are so slippery. <laughs> in the early 90s, people just couldn't figure out the pincer motion. What a show idea, though. Like, imagine it's just a high school show, but she can turn into goo. I wonder how that, like... How did that get sold in the room? Exactly. Like, market. She's got a superpower. Mm-hmm. She can go. <laughs> like But it's like it's like those I don't know, it's like those shows in the eighties where and nineties where like it's just basically a, a crime show or something like that, but they throw in like one twist mm. and then every every plot is solved in some way by that like every plot in Alex Mack is either solved by her turning into goo or going going under a door or like yeah. climbing up a wall or something yeah. like that like she's she's turning got that into power. a puddle and listening do you think to she's somebody. a T1000 I think that was the implication of the series mm. I, I, I can't. it was really rough when she had to kill that child halfway <laughs> through season two I can't remember who I was listening to talking to but they were telling me that Alex Mack didn't finish it got cancelled after it's second season or third season or something mm -hmm. it didn't have a conclusion but there was some really really dark like path they were going to take it down about like her family was killed and like I don't know something horrible for a Nickelodeon show especially <laughs> um Apocryphal? Maybe. Don't remember where I heard it. May have made it up. May have been a fever dream I had once. And this is a commercial for the secret world of Alex Mack and MUDs. Here's a great question, though. What is this commercial for? I don't know. I really don't have any ideas. Okay, MUDs, right? MUDs are the internet. Is there an internet show on? There's that ARC. Yeah, but we just GIS. did Argonauts. How about, what was the other thing we just talked about? Uh, secret world of Alex Mack. Is yeah. there a Nickelodeon show? See, you know, I think the secret world of Alex Mack could show up in in Twilight. Alex Mack teen drama, mm -hmm. Twilight teen they're drama. The same, they're loosely towards kids. Loosely the same genre. Well, it's more Alex Mack's more tween, I think. Than Supernatural teen. element. 
Yeah, I guess. Was it ever like scientifically explained as to why she could turn into goo? Yes, because she was doused with Chemical X. Okay, well then it's not supernatural. But it was supernatural that she had superpowers. I mean, she had powers. It's more than natural. Anyone who got doused with Chemical X could conceivably turn into goo. So it's not... It's replicable. So it's not magic. If it's... N if it, I didn't say it was magical. I said it was supernatural. Hold up. No. Supernatural means we can't understand it. Are you it's, saying it's beyond the natural Spider-Man isn't supernatural? Because he can replicate no. the radioactive yeah, spider. I don't think he's supernatural. Because we Are know you fucking we know where his we know where his powers come from. But that doesn't mean he's not super we know like, like vampires. Doctor Strange come from. is supernatural. Spider-Man is just a superhero. Are you serious? Supernatural yeah. just means more than natural. Right. It means so his we, I can, is so if if like we it's something we can't understand and once we understand it then it becomes natural <laughs> it becomes part of the natural world <laughs> no so okay here's the big question the X Men they're mutants we can mm -hmm. understand mutations yeah. I don't know if we can replicate them supernatural I would say uh, they're on the cusp they might be preternatural preternatural <laughs> I should have the guessed. un the slightly canny X Men this is now a commercial for sequentially the queer comics podcast. <laughs> Sequentially is a monthly podcast where Day explores the exciting world of web comics and indie comics. Feel like we just did a commercial for Day not too long ago, but we segued right away from Twilight. Ah, heck, why not? Summer Twilight Book Club is a podcast where two dumb bitches put their social hey. work degrees to good use by discussing the horniest four books of their teenage years. I forgot I hate reading that copy for that yeah. podcast, but they wrote it. So I guess I have to call them two dumb bitches. Yeah, it's like you know when you sing a song on karaoke and it has like really spicy. The N word in it. Yeah, you it's really spicy. You just have to say it, right? It's you can't so just illegal. you can't like can't like self delete yourself or uh, you know like just like oh. show any agency whatsoever. Okay, listen. Hey man, I'm you gonna, said it, not me. Uh, yeah, I did. Sorry for calling you bitches. I shouldn't have done that. Wait, you know what? What if you did like a funny word? Like you called them benches or something. Benches? Benches. Two dumb benches. <laughs> that makes them, that objectifies them. That's even worse. Yeah, I worse. think that's worse. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll keep calling them. I don't want to do this commercial. <laughs> How do I exit this commercial? Do -do 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 -do. <laughs> Welcome back to It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin that big ass wheel and figure out what our thing is that we do best. <laughs> Can't wait to find out. Another postcard. Where would the narrator vacation? What postcards would they send? <laughs> uh, what postcards would they send and to whom? Okay. So the narrator of the song, where are they going to go on vacation? I feel like they're going to like Tampa. Why? Because it's just a shitty place to vacation <laughs> and they're a shitty person. They don't feel like they they can... Yeah, they're going to like spring break at, in Tampa. Because they don't feel like they deserve MTV steams. I don't think they care about what they deserve. I think they're, you know, like... I mean, he's kind of self-aware, but not really. All the I, fun the law allows, that's Tampa. I think that they are going to go on a cross-country trip following the Girls Gone Wild bus. And wherever the Girls Gone Wild bus is... that's still a real thing? Is Girls Gone are. Wild still a thing? And no, I pre maybe, probably not. Maybe not. I bet if I searched Girls Gone Wild right now... Yeah, I bet it's, I bet it's morphed into like an internet porn site now. You think so? I, do you want to look? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Neither do I. I have absolutely no desire to look. So I don't feel like it's they... predatory. I don't feel like they could... I don't think they have the gumption for a road trip. Really? I think they would like they they'd start with the best of the best of I like intentions like oh yeah I'm totally gonna follow the girl gone wild trip and then like 
oh, I didn't know there'd be so much driving involved. <laughs> <laughs> and then like just like drive their car, like abandon their car by the side of the road and like go waylay some buzzards or something. <laughs> just... Go waylay some buzzards? Yeah. I mean, they're just they're just a jerk, right? They're like the meanest person. All right, peek behind the curtain. We haven't actually recorded the first half of this episode yet, but we are recording the second. The fact that you think he's a terrible person blows my mind, and I'm sure we've talked about this already by now, but um, I thought that he was a pitiable person. You can be both. Yeah, okay. And we've already talked about this, listeners. You already know all this, (laughs) but we're we're discovering this about ourselves. We're not going to talk about this. So... He's going to go waylay some buzzards. What would you think he does after... Uh, so you just think... What the think fuck does like waylaying a, buzzards mean? He'd break their neck like a Conan. Oh my God. Just like eats... <laughs> <laughs> just snaps them. He fucking gets some... He lays down on the ground. And then when they come down to feast on his soft flesh, he breaks their necks. <laughs> and he says, I am the one who feasts. Hell of and a then trick. he makes a fire and he parties with the uh, desert animals. Wow. So he goes to the middle of the yeah, desert. Yeah, like suns out, guns out, rocks out, cocks out. Mm-hmm. Like he like just like pulls the record, the the um, CD player out of his like uh, El Camino and like drags <laughs> it into the desert and uh, rigs up some sort of, like taps into a power line and powers it to, so he could play his jock rock and like you know smash an armadillo. I am fucking flabbergasted he's, at the character. He's the kind of guy who, to who sits man. on the side of the road and uh, you, you come across him and like it's like this desert hard pan. It's like one of those like straight roads and you just see this car and there's this guy standing by and it's up on, the car's up on a, <laughs> up on jacks and there's like one tire missing. Yeah. And you're like, oh fuck, this guy needs help. So you still slow him down and you just see he's like running towards you but he's <laughs> running towards you. He's spinning like and you what? see like a discus or shot thrower. He's got <laughs> the tire. tire. Yeah, he's just winging into your car as hard as he can because he's not listening you're like hanging on your horn and it just smashes your front windshield out and then you just join his victim collage what in the (laughs) he's the kind of guy who you're like you're like it's like a roadside truck stop when you pull up and it's just like it looks like the sign is like flashing and stuff you're like oh must be something in there and like you go into the truck stop and like you go in and there's like uh there's people there's no one there's no servers or anything like a waffle house or something there's no servers or anything and everyone's just like kind of slumped over their food and you realize like halfway in there that everyone's dead and then <laughs> he comes out of the back and he's just wearing this bloody apron and he says oh what can i get ya and he's got like knives on his fingers He's the kind of guy where you go in to get like a root canal and your dentist is like, oh, sorry, um, I can't do it today. My son's visiting. <laughs> and uh, you like go in like you're like, wait, but I scheduled this in, you know, in advance. And the dentist is like, you know what? That's fine. Let's just put you under. And uh, so you go under and you have these really fucked up dreams. And then when you wake up, the dentist is gone and there's just a guy there and he's been operating on you this whole time. He said, oh, let's give it a try. You got some new teeth. They used to belong to my father. He's the kind of guy who laughs at a, a funeral. funeral. Yeah. Um, Ev, what postcards does he send and to whom? Oh, I think he definitely sends human skin. Uh, he sends the Necronomicon he sends of postcards. Like, it's like a, it's like a, um, a face. Uh huh. You know, like he peels off the face of his victims stretches it out dries it and then like cuts it with one of those like paper cutters sure to be perfectly square postcard shape rectangular okay yeah yeah and then he writes like uh um be seeing you soon yeah. <laughs> probably probably like vaguely threatening yeah uh messages and on he them. sends it to anyone who ever said a so, negative thing to him ever the vacation that he's taking is uh waylaying people on the side of the road okay 
What do you think? In the desert? Yeah, I offered Tampa, but you didn't want Tampa. No, Tampa was fine. He's like I a, offered Girls like Gone a, Wild. You like didn't a, want Girls Gone Wild. It's like a Hills Have Eyes situation. Sure. It's like a, um, what's the word? I'm like, uh, it's like a Cabin in the Woods situation. It's like sure. a, um, someone with all the uh, rednecks who, like the mutated people who waylay people. Uh, it's like five of them. Sure. Wrong turn. It's yeah. like a wrong turn situation. It's like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre situation. But instead <laughs> of like a, a whole- He's the kind of guy. He's the kind of guy. <laughs> Uh, I don't see. I I viewed him entirely differently than you. So I think he goes somewhere. He goes on a staycation. I think he goes to to uh, like uh, someone has opened up in like the Netherlands where assisted suicide is legal. Um, like this like beautiful place that you can go and spend your last days and look off at the fjords and over the mountains. And... Netherlands doesn't have fjords. Netherlands, you like you mean the dikes and the windmills. Ev. Of course, I mean the decks and the windmills. There you go. Um, and uh, and when he finally decides he's ready, then he does what he needs to do. I think he's a sad, sad man. Oh, I, I don't see, think I he's thinking, throwing tires at cars. I was, thinking, I was thinking he goes to this thing. You see and, him uh, aggro as fuck. <laughs> I was. I just. Uh, you seemed surprised at first, so I just doubled. You, yeah, I kept sure, doubling absolutely. down, so I don't actually see him that way. Okay. I, agree, I think I agree with you one hundred percent. But like. Uh, um, so I think he's the kind of guy who goes to that thing, like the spa that you said, and yeah. then he just like they're like, okay, we're ready to, uh, okay, Mister Page, we're ready to put into your your IV now, and you will go peacefully. He's like, no, I don't think I will. I'm just gonna go home and go back <laughs> yeah, to work. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly because he's yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. He's like, I'm sorry, what? I thought this was just a like vacation. I was having a really good time, but yeah, super relaxing. And then he just kicks the guy in the fucking face and just like takes his hand, his fingers and just like drives them with like terrifying force, like underneath the soft part of his jaw and just gets a hold. So he's like holding the guy's jaw from the inside out. So he's got his feet hooked around. The guy tries to bite him and he just like disjoints his jaw, just tears it right out in a spray of blood. And, then, and all these, all the, all the like uh, nurses and uh, um, nurses and doctors are just like backing up with their hands straight up. Like this is a fucking stick up. And then, and then he just walks out. Uh, but not before spinning around with the jaw in his hands and tossing <laughs> it like a discus <laughs> at the nearest doctor. At, a, uh, at an old man who was trying to do a suit. An old man with like, like end stage lung cancer. Yeah, he's like hooked up to the machines and they're like, all right, we're about to. And then this jaw comes in and just like it's pulverizes his face. Jesus Christ. Christ. Well, hope that answered your question, Wheel. <laughs> now it's time to take an email from our buddies, our bingo mans, our bladed sorcerers. Here's a question Ooh. that comes from our friend, Seize Richard. If there ever was a bladed sorcerer. <laughs> it's C's. This email is called, Hi, Easter Frightens Me. Hello. I saw your show about Take It Outside, the new Bare Naked Lady album, <laughs> and you talked about your idea for an Easter horror book. I wanted to suggest that you should do that. I would definitely look at your podcast about Easter horror. And your new songs aren't as good as that. Which <laughs> lady would be the traditional holiday monster? For instance, we can all agree that Stefan would be Santa, the Christmas Satan. But who would be Peter Cottonhell, the beast that cannot die? Who would be the rotting Princess Pumpkin Sally? How about New Year's Steve, the Oathbreaker? <laughs> Turkey the Blood Freak? George Washington's Endless Yearning Maw? Haha, <laughs> I do not believe in monsters like this, no matter what they tell me. But I do believe in you. You will survive them all in 2020, if you try. I'm so sorry, Rich. Was that a question? So he's asking, I believe, for us to make up 
holiday monsters, monsters. and then assign Panicum ladies to each of those. Now, he's given us suggestions that we can use. Peter Cottonhell, the beast that cannot die. Yeah. Uh, the Rotting Princess Pumpkin Sally, New Year's Steve the Oathbreaker, Turkey the Blood Freak, and George Washington's Endless Yearning Ma. <laughs> I feel like those are t- those are good, and th- that'd be an easy reach. Sure. But, I mean, we can make, like, Uncle Cram, the uh, the feeder who uh, goes around no, on, that's the on, the of, on the 4th of July. And, uh, <laughs> because 4th of July is all barbecue. And then he sure. stuffs you full of barbecue and baked beans until you burst. Sure, 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 sure. I think that's Barbie Quentin, the barbecue crammer. <laughs> I was going to say Uncle Cram. <laughs> Uncle Cram? All right. I, that's good. I like it. Oh, like Uncle Sam. The joke just clicked <laughs> for me. <laughs> so uh, Uncle Cram is Tyler, for sure. Uh, yeah, Uncle Cram is Tyler. Um, mine is... Uh, leap going, Year Johnny. What's that? Leap Year Johnny. He only comes out during the angles of the leap years. The angles. Leap years yeah. create strange angles yeah. from, from which Leap Year I, Johnny can... All, I'm always pissed off that we don't have a, uh, a Leap Year holiday. That like, would make a lot of sense. should be a holiday. Yeah, 100% it should. Um, mine but is... But you said you were talking and I interrupted you. No, it's okay. Mine is Branch Manager, uh, who's the Arbor Day uh, villain, <laughs> and he's played by Jim. Um, and uh, he can... Uh, he's the tree from Evil Dead 1. Ugh, don't like that sequence. Nope, nope. Nobody does. Um... Boy, that did not age well. Wait, who plays uh who plays Leap Year Johnny? Uh probably uh Kevin. Kevin Leap Year Johnny whispers through he comes out of any angle. <laughs> he, can, he can appear he can materialize out of any angle. <laughs> I like that. So you have to like people who are afraid of him just create like a, those totally round rooms. Sure, sure, sure. And they uh with round beds. I, I don't know how you would make no angles in your body. Ooh, that's a real Junji Ito sort of uh I must remove the angles from my body and then they like, shave themselves down and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some I like that. Uh what's another and you can summon him by making angles. That I like. So yes. you make like these you make these huge art installations that are just like jagged, everything's jagged. Yes. And then he in the hopes of like trapping him for another another four years. Yeah. Because he escapes and he goes wild and Leap Year doesn't it's like a groundhog day <laughs> scenario where, he, where as long as he's out, Leap Year never ends. Oh shit. The day doesn't end until he gets capped. It's still ca- February 29th. Yeah, and oh, he man. gets he gets cap until he gets captured and uh and dealt with. Didn't Thirty Rock do a leap year holiday joke? Uh, yeah. They yeah. were like because like it was like you were yellow and blue and yeah. you eat, you eat celery. Funny, but yeah. I can't remember yeah. any anything about it other than that um what's another underrepresented holiday um we've got like these months like may a labor day man maybe so what's labor day uh this is going to be um the workaholic <laughs> uh and uh he literally works your fingers to the bone or trickle down trickle down that's good too who just, just like pisses a, he has acid he like, piss. it's like it's like a santa thing where he sure. flies on he lands on your roof and then just starts urinating mm-hmm. on your house and yeah. the, it, it melts through yes he does have acid piss um, the acid piss the acid piss and i guess by process of elimination that's ed robertson <laughs> it's trickle down the acid piss man i'm just trying to think of other holidays we don't Comes really saw like valentine's day. day is kind of well that's what's one of the bigger ones though yeah. So the yeah. big the, the like the first tier we already we've already tiered the holidays. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of like a holiday that like everyone knows of but nobody really does anything for. Sure. I mean I think yeah, President's Day was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um what about uh what what are some like bank holidays that we have off that Columbus uh, Day, Martin Colum- Luther King Day. Well, I think Columbus Day is the villain in himself. It's yeah. just like Columbus comes back from the dead. Yeah, Martin Luther King Day is not a great one to make a horror movie out of. Yeah, I don't it's think. like Columbus Day is the Columbus is like he he'll, he'll discover your house and then it no longer becomes <laughs> your property anymore. <laughs> So it's just, I do like that. So it's just a guy sailing around in a terrifying like night ship in, 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 in like a bank of fog, yeah. and then like as soon as he sees it, he just plants a flag in your front yard, Love and then it. 
legally you no longer own anything anymore <laughs> so it's really more of a legal horror there's not yeah. enough legal horror Real movies. fiction yeah so you're, it's just the the horror movie is hiring all these lawyers to try and but you don't have any mo- money sure. anymore possession you're just yeah you go into debt a hundred times over yeah yeah fuck you ruin your life that's the true horror yeah that's the millennial and that horror. is ed robertson for sure he will ruin you famously vindictive ed robertson thanks these <laughs> well ev that's the jam we did it Thanks to you. <laughs> Thank you. Finally getting the credit I deserve. I've been waiting a long time for that. Do you feel like... I don't think this podcast could go without you. I you don't could, think so. You could just get somebody to replace me pretty easy. But they wouldn't be the same. Well, yeah. They wouldn't have that Ev energy. That Evergy. Ev energy. Ev energy. Um, yeah, I think it's... Uh, you're, you're the glue. You're the gear. Nope. Nope. Okay. Yeah, I guess you're replaceable. <laughs> yeah, easily. Just get Emma to come on. She she could do it. Yeah, she did a great job on the one episode. I don't know. It wasn't very funny, but she did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah, that wasn't her job. Her job was to make us seem like less idiots on that episode. Ev, we have a Facebook. Find us. Facebook.com slash been done pod. We have a Twitter at been done pod. You can check out the we show have notes. We created our own social network. Yes. It is called the bin the dust bin yeah <laughs> spelled v-e-n yep yep you can only communicate through emojis yes we have a very limited list yes. you can choose from. we were trying to cut down on abuse in yeah. social networks but we yeah. just ended up it, everybody is sending i don't know why we included eggplant and sweat as two of our emojis yeah, that communicated yeah. it has become the hookup social network the yep. dust bin uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a social network but only for people over 80 yes it's a hookup <laughs> it's a hookup app for senior citizens we when you get those like when you get those jitterbug phones they come with it preloaded <laughs> we tried to make a social network no grandpa's fucking oh goodness Ev, um, isn't that like a that's like a, a plot for a uh, bringing it back down to ba- the bringing it home <laughs> I don't know horror movie no the um, show that BNL trouble. did the did the song baby for. blues Oh, the other show. The show that they're famous for doing the song for. Oh, that MTV show where they... Are you... F- <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. take my about. nose off. Sheldon. Young Sheldon. Sheldon. Oh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, Big Bang Theory. I don't even remember what where I was talking. I'm flagging here. Let's do this interview. <laughs> I'm Saker. I had someplace I was going. Play it back. I want to hear what I was saying. I'm Saker. I'm Saker. I'm Saker. Saker. I'm Saker. I'm Saker.
you beautiful blood-sucking babes. I'm Sahana. And I'm Kat. And we're the hosts of Summer Twilight Book Club, a podcast where two dumb bitches with social work degrees reread the four horniest books of their teenage years. If you're at all curious about any of the following, this is the podcast for you. Does Bella Swan have a car crash fetish? Yes. I am telling you right now the answer is yes. Does Stephanie Meyer understand healthy relationship boundaries? Has Bella Swan ever had a secure attachment in her life? How has Twilight impacted the societal and my personal conceptions of romance? Why does Stephanie Meyer of Sahana and all other brown people reparations? Why is Edward Cullen so into edging? You can find Summer Twilight Book Club at theorangegirls.com or on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you access podcasts to find out.